Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello to all our amazing and wonderful friends around the world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we're going to not only talk about you talking to your angels, but we'll teach you a few simple tools to help you do so, or do so more often at least. First of all, do you ever talk to your angels? If you do, do you talk to them regularly and often? If not, what keeps you from doing so? And most importantly, would you like to learn to talk with them more? When you talk to your best friend, what do you do? Well, unless you live with and work with your best friend and are with your friend all of the time, you probably have to somehow contact them, right? You might be going through a particularly tough time in your life or just simply having one of those days, and we all have one of those days, don't we? And maybe your best friend is the first person you think of wanting to talk to. So the first chance you have, you either text or call your friend. Or you might have just attained a milestone in your life, like getting a promotion at work, or landed your biggest contract of your career, or accepted a marriage proposal, or even bought a new car, and can't wait to share it with your bestie. Once again, at the first break from work or whatever, you make that call to your friend. Talking to your BFF is first and foremost a sharing of yourself and your experience, isn't it? For better or for worse, you like to share what you're going through, what you're feeling, and what it all means to you with someone you can trust. If part of that experience is troubling in some way, you might reach out to a close friend for some compassionate and wise counsel about the situation you're in or what you can do about it. You can call on the person you think of first to talk to because you trust that person's compassion, you respect that person's wisdom, you enjoy that person's love for you, you have a history with that person that tells you that you can talk to that person about what you need to talk about. You also know that the person will listen to you without judgment or abusive or derisive criticism or the possibility of holding it against you later. You trust that the person will give you good insights and counsel if you need them. We all feel fortunate, even blessed, if we have such a friend. The truth of the matter is, each and every one of us do have such a friend, in fact, even more than one. Aside from any others you might have in this world, you always have an angel or even a few of them that are like the best of the best of your friends. Guaranteed, they'll never do you wrong 
and leave you stranded. What more can we ask for in having complete support 24-7? Hey, even the best of your friends might happen to be asleep and have their phone turned off when you call, or they might be traveling in the friendly skies and out of reach until they land at their destination, or they might be in more trouble than you are and need your help when you reach them instead of them helping you. Not so with your angels. They never sleep, for one thing. They never eat, so you won't catch them out at a restaurant. Well, at least if you do, they aren't there to be wined and dined. They're most likely helping people at the restaurant. So, unlike a human friend, they are instantly available to you day and night. It's one of the many great perks of living an eternal life instead of in an incarnational life. Eternity, remember, is always and forever. Angels, therefore, don't punch in and punch out on the time clock. So, isn't it interesting that when everyone has the bestest of best friends on tap all of the time, so few of them stay in touch with their angel friends or call on them very often? What's that about? For one thing, angels aren't quite real for a lot of people at least not as real as their flesh and bones friends. Part of that is that many people haven't had experiences with angels that they are aware of as truly happening. How often do we dismiss an angel-assisted miracle, like narrowly avoiding being crushed by a collapsing structure, as just good luck? Talking regularly with your angels will help you to establish your relationship with them as an integral part of your life, just as you do with your close friends and family members. You can even make it part of your daily routine to have a talk with at least your main angel while you do your hair or at breakfast or when you're on your treadmill or commute like you might with a friend. For many people just starting out and communicating with their angels, the easy way is just to talk. Of course, you don't have to talk out loud to them. They will definitely hear you if you talk to them in your mind. When you recognize that you are spirit and an angel is spirit, then you can talk to your angel in your mind as one spiritual being talking to another spiritual being, friend to friend. Your outside voice isn't necessary. In fact, if you're out in public, it would probably be a hindrance as others may precede you as belonging to a a loony bin or something. Once you get the hang of talking to your angel like you might talk to your best, best friend, then, of course, you can start to listen to your angel as well. It could be as simple as, Hi, angel, how are you today? If you were to ask such a question of a friend of yours, you'd listen to what they say in response, right? Once again, when your angel responds to your communication, you're most likely not going to hear a booming voice giving you its answer. Nothing is impossible, but generally, unless it's an emergency, your angel will answer you either telepathically as thought transmission, clairaudiently as a quiet thought voice in your mind, or as an intuitive knowingness on your part, or simply as a strong feeling. Often when I just say hello to an angel, 
I get the angel's reply as a light, happy feeling. Yeah, I have a similar experience uh, of that a lot of times when I'm just checking in with my angel. It's like the feeling of someone you love smiling at you. It's definitely a reply to my hello because it wasn't there until I said hello in my mind to the angel. It's as real as if a friend in the same room replied, hey, you, smiling. You feel that they're happy that you said hello to them. It could also be their reply that they're doing well. It's important to talk to your angels regularly and often about little things, big things, to share milestones, difficult experiences, your interests, your concerns, and just joking around and laughing. Mm. <laughs> like, like Raphael has been saying, it's very much like talking to your best friend regularly. You don't just go running to your best friend because you're in big trouble, right? Uh, I've known a few people. <laughs> yes, you only hear from them when they're in big trouble and then or they need money or something. <laughs> That's usually big trouble. <laughs> and then the rest of the time, who are you? <laughs> well, of course, that's not a best friend. When things are going great for them, they forget completely about angels. It's only when they're up against a proverbial wall that they cry out to angels or God or spirit in desperation for a last-ditch, what, Hail Mary pass. Your angels don't mind if you do that because they're never, they're always, you know, understanding. They don't judge you. But how you treat others, including especially angels, make up a good part of who you are and what you would take with you when it's your time to depart from this world. When you don't treat others well, you take a lot more baggage with you, making you heavier and making it necessary for you to come back here to even things up next lifetime. It's best to leave here as light as you can so you won't have much old business to take care of when you return here. You know, somewhere I, I saw a sign that says, angels can fly because they take themselves lightly. <laughs> yeah, do you ever get serious, you know, and worried and heavy? Yeah, then you don't fly. So talking to your angels regularly about all things that are important to you in some way is a good thing. Laughing and having fun is important. So why not share a little, at least a little bit of that with your angels? Most people don't seem to share the enjoyment they derive from watching a ball game, except when their team is losing and they want the angels or God even to save their team from the loss. I've seen that even on TV and and people in the audience, you know, in the bleachers <laughs> praying. Oh no, <laughs> save them! <laughs> They're losing. <laughs> and of course, at those times, they're not really enjoying themselves, are they? Huh? You know how little children often run enthusiastically to their mothers, shouting, "Mommy, mommy, look at look what I did!" or Look what I found. 
You can do that with your angels. Just like a mother might sometimes reply, that's very nice or good for you. But also, she might reply, that's great. Do you know what you could do with that? And proceed to give her child good guidance to further the child's creative endeavor or abilities or goals. Angels have been known to do that as well if the person shared their enthusiasm and interests. There's a lot that you could miss out if you don't regularly talk with your angels. Unless you're in danger in some way, whether physically or in a way that threatens your process of learning and growing on your spiritual path, an angel won't necessarily intervene uninvited. But my experience has been that whenever I welcome their help or input or insights or healing, they always come through in some unexpected fashion. That can make the difference between having an okay experience and a wonderful one. Often I talk with many angels at once. When I work with groups of people, it's not just one angel that comes to help and participate. It's a whole host of angels. They, there have been times when there were dozens and dozens of angels that came to help out when I was teaching a seminar or class. One of the things that they do is to help maintain the sanctity of the energy and space of the lecture hall or classroom. They provide enormous help in making the space a sanctuary of learning rather than just a like a hotel conference hall. Mm-hmm. Of course, what makes it a sanctuary is that the space becomes spirit-centered rather than body or world-centered. It's the strong presence of spirit energy that angels bring that helps us to experience safety, calm, and security. Peace is the presence of the undivided oneness of spirit. When we experience division and conflict, we don't experience peace and safety. When I'm communicating with a whole group of angels in relationship to a whole group of students, individual angels may attend to an individual student or several of them may go to a student requiring help. Again, don't expect an angel to learn or do the job for you. <laughs> that's, that's not in their job description. They help you by giving you spirit support so that you can do what you need to do and you can get through what you need to get through. It reminds me a little bit of when Michael was teaching classes many years ago in our big house up in Mount Shasta. Um, We allowed our dog Shanti, who was just a love of a great Pyrenees, we allowed her to be amongst the students. And what she would always do is she would always look at the class, and there'd be like 30 to 40 people. Uh, Sometimes there were lesser, like 16. Um, And then she would go right to the very one who needed some emotional support or uh, some grounding or something like that, and she would sit at their feet. And I swear that girl brought that angelic energy to that specific student. It was amazing. And, And she would be with one student for a while until it was enough. 
and then she'd go to another student until yep. she had enough. She was like the angelic uh, IV. <laughs> <laughs> channel for the angel energy. <laughs> and we used to call her uh, an angel in fur. <laughs> yeah, or my little Christ dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mean that angelic force or angelic energy comes through all of nature. You know, this is what what makes people like to go out to nature and and hug a tree or sit by a tree and um, or just lie on the grass or enjoy the beauty of of you know flowers and and whatnot and the creatures whether they are birds or or chipmunks or squirrels and whatever the creatures are roaming around and you just experience that angelic presence and because a lot of times they're tuned right into the angels and the angels are able to communicate and and transmit their radiance and their energy their spirit presence to everything around also the david kingdom which uh, looks after nature is part of the angelic entire angelic kingdom And that's why many, many people love going out into nature and why we humans should go out to nature for that healing. Well, our first break is coming right up, and we have a wonderful and timely teleclass we're offering next Saturday, June 13th from 10 a.m. to 12 Pacific Time. I think it's Saturday after next, actually. It's part of our popular ongoing series of teleclasses. You might be more psychic than you think. This upcoming teleclass is on your inner voice, how to communicate with yourself. Find out all the details and sign up on our website events calendar section at michaeltamora.com or call our office at 530-926-2650 and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noel, during normal business hours, Pacific Time, Monday to Friday. We'll return in a couple of minutes and we'll continue with Talking to Your Angels. Be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. 
VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. Let's continue with our exploration of talking to your angels. Michael, what are some of the factors that play into many people who don't talk to their angels? Well, there's several big factors. Um, One of them that I've noticed so often is that they don't feel worthy and deserving of such a blessing. And this is, you know, amongst not people who don't believe in angels or who think angels are just, you know, uh, what would you say? Magical thinking. <laughs> uh, uh, <coughs> cotton, cotton candy in the skies. <laughs> but these are people who are interested in angels. These are people who would love to communicate with an angel. But they might feel they're not quite worthy. They're not deserving of such a blessing. And, and it seems that a lot of people in a dire emergency or crisis may feel entitled. It's the other end of it. They don't feel, it's not that they're deserving or worthy, they're entitled to get help from anyone because they're desperate enough. But in more ordinary circumstances, they might feel that they're imposing or that their needs are not great enough or that they simply are not worthy of such attention. So uh, that's that's very common you know it's it's not something i don't think people think about where they don't walk around saying oh i'm not i'm not worthy <laughs> i'm not worthy of of uh, such a blessing from an angel and but a lot of times you might think oh i don't want to bother god or angels or you know uh, the holy spirit or something that's that's the big guns <laughs> and my my problem is so small and or i'm doing quite fine so why should i bother them well i like the fact that raphael talked about and analyzed uh uh that the relationship with an angel is very much like the relationship one might have with a best friend because with your best friend, you know, yes, if push comes to shove and you need somebody's help, maybe your best friend is the first person you call. But that's not the only time you call your best friend. That's, that's just in dire circumstances. The rest of the time, you voluntarily call your best friend because either something's great, good news, you know, uh, Uh, You want to share or you just had a very ordinary day and you want to talk to somebody, you know, just just okay. I just had a ordinary day, nothing interesting, nothing exciting happened. And and um, I'd like to talk to somebody who's 
interesting and enthusiastic and wants to listen and whatnot. So you might just call a friend just to just to talk. But a lot of times it's on that interest level in just wanting to share. I've had a great day. I had an amazing something happen. And, or, oh, there's some important news I want to share. Or this is what's going on in my part of the world. What's going on with your part of the world? So that we're just communicating, right? Just for the sake of communication, contact. And that's how it is. That's how it needs to be with your angels. Just to communicate. Call up an angel. Hey, <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> really, it's like that. And, and uh, the angels don't need that. You know, a lot of times we might feel we need some kind of a communication with a friend, but the angels don't need it. They're, they're just perfectly fine. But when you say hello, it's like, huh, here I am. They have, some, they have so much to offer. When someone says hello to, to the angel, the angel has permission to go, huh, hello there, and at your service, what can I do for you? And, or let's say if you say hello when the angel already was hanging out with you because they have a message or they're, they're wanting to help giving they know that you need certain things a lot of times you'll find that the angels know what you need more than you do and so then they're just waiting for an opportunity they're not going to come and stuff it down your throat or anything right so they're going to hang out and as long as you go i'm too busy i'm too busy yeah i can't talk now <laughs> and i got important things to do and uh, I don't want to talk to you. They're they're not gonna override that, unless you know there's a grand piano from the seventeenth floor of building about falling out the window and gonna squash you to it like a bug. <laughs> then they might just come and go, get out of the way. <laughs> but other than emergencies like that, to to keep you from keeling over when it's not your time, they're not going to intervene they're not going to push their way through so they're patiently waiting and they got a lot of other things to do so they're not going to chase down one person right but the moment you decide hey i'm i'm open for communication i'm interested in communication i want to share my life with you then they go hey that's great here's something i have a message for you Here's something. You've been needing to take a look at this. Would you like some help? Oh, you could probably use some healing. I'm here to help you with that if you like. And you can you can go, oh, how how cool is that? <laughs> I didn't know I needed a healing. And so because also again, the same thing with I observe with a lot of people. They don't realize what healing really is. From a spirit perspective, what healing is, is to return to spirit, to become whole, 
That's, that's the definition of healing, right? To restore wholeness. And whatever, whatever it is, it's restoring to wholeness. Well, what that means is restoring you to yourself, which is spirit. When you have a lot of divisions in your mind, you start to disconnect and divide yourself artificially away from the wholeness that you are, the wholeness of being spirit. Angels are there to remind you, first and foremost, to remind you, oh, you are spirit. You are whole already, but you don't experience that. You're being unhappy. You're being in conflict. You're worried. You know, all, all kinds of things. And, and um, because you're, you're split, you're, you're divided from that wholeness. And so healing to spirit or healing to an angel is helping you restore yourself to your wholeness of being a limitless, eternal spirit, undivided. So whatever's the next step in that process, all of us, we need a lot of help. All of us, we have a lot to go to um, take away the divisions we have created in our mind. And so then it's the angel's Guidance that brings about, okay, here's your next step in restoring more of your wholeness. So healing isn't like in the physical world, and especially in, in uh, the medical world. Healing means, okay, if you're in bad shape, <laughs> you need healing. Uh, because in that context, it means more like treatment, you know. Doctor's not going to put a Band-Aid on you uh, if there's no cuts, right? It's not necessary. And then uh, if all the lab tests and everything comes out, you're normal. Then go, okay, go home. You're, you don't need to be here. Uh, you don't need any treatments. But healing isn't a treatment. Healing is a validation of, oh, yeah, what you thought was broken, what you thought was divided within yourself, what you decided was no good, isn't true. Here, you can let that go. And when you do, you empty that part of your mind from all those lies, all those uh, unnecessary and thoughts and feelings and, and judgments that's, that are not true. And when you do, you empty it out and then it can refill with the wholeness of spirit, the awareness that you are. You're not divided. And so this is why you hear a lot of times in spiritual practices and spiritual growth things about purification and especially purifying your heart. <clears throat> What's that about? Well, purification just means taking away from your mind the artificial divisions you've created in there. And we can call a lot of those divisions judgments. You know, this is no good. That's not it. This is bad. This is wrong. Whatever. And so we create these judgments in all kinds of ways. Competition is an essential one. 
if you'd like to be more spiritual, if you will, more whole as spirit, ah, start to really look at how much competition you're in in life. And because the basis of all competition is you deciding, I'm not enough in some way, shape, or form. So the, one of the very common ones, I'm not good enough. Yeah? Or I don't know enough. I'm not you know, nice enough. I'm not clean enough. I'm not uh, spiritual enough. <laughs> so anytime you make, a, make that kind of a decision that you're not enough in some way, shape, or form, what are you doing? You're creating an artificial invalidation of who you are as this limitless, immortal, eternal spirit. So when you do that to yourself as spirit, oh, guess what? Are you going to be able to talk to the angel and say, hey, angel, spirit, <laughs> uh, would you communicate with me? Would you be nice to me? Would you, would you offer me healing? Can I tell you, you know, what kind of a day I had? Well, if you're not willing to communicate with yourself as the spirit that you are, and you're not willing to um, allow yourself to be okay, it's going to be very tough to stand in front of, the, from of an angel and go, okay, let's talk. If you're... Another factor that puts a little kink in one's communication with one's angel is that, again, competition. I'm not enough. Okay? So then to try to fight that competition, I'm not enough, what does one do? Oh, it tries to become enough. So if it's I'm not good enough, then what do I need to do to be good enough? What do I need to look like? What do I need to act like? What do I need to say? What do I need to, how, how well do I have to do something before I could be acceptable as good enough? So that's all that competition. I gotta, 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 gotta. And, and uh, because if you stop doing all the things that you have to do to be, try to be good enough, but the funny thing is, when you're in that competition, you're never good enough because you're starting off with an image in your mind that says, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. So you're fighting that image. The image isn't going to change. The image keeps on going, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good enough, no matter how many times you talk to the image. So you go and do, you know, you get uh, 100% on your test score. The image still says you're not good enough. You get straight A's. The image says you're still not good enough. You help, uh, you know, 100 people uh, in a major way. The image says you're not good enough. There's some people who help a million people. You're just a piddle. <laughs> so, so that's total artificial. It's totally not real. But how many of us believe it? because we keep on bumping into it. I'm not good enough. So then 
you start to try to prove it that you're, no, no, I can't be not good enough. I'm going to tr- prove it to you I'm good enough. And, and how can you prove it to anybody that you're good enough if you keep on asking for help? Oh, then you're too proud to talk to an angel because you don't need any help. And especially from some invisible being that, you know, some people talk about, but it's probably total fantasy. And, and uh, <laughs> me ask for help from an angel or even communication, that makes me weak. That makes me, that makes me like I'm dependent. Ah, not going to do that. So those are a couple of different things that play major parts of, of um, uh, not being able to talk to an angel. Or even if you do, not feeling like you're, it's a two-way com- conversation, right? So take a look at that. And, and um, after our next break, when we come back, we're going to help you go through, guide you go through uh, meditation practice to start to develop talking to your angels a bit more. Well, our second break is upon us, so if you haven't read Michael's award-winning book, You Are the Answer, it offers many insights and tools that are absolutely needed at this time in the world, and it's available from Amazon as well as through our office. If you already have a copy, give someone who might benefit from it. Also, you can call our office to purchase any of our edited and mastered teleclasses, courses, all-day seminars, and retreats as MP3 downloads to inspire you and give you simple but powerful tools you can apply in your daily life and to help you manage its various challenges. You can find many of the titles and descriptions by clicking on the Download Audio tab in the Events menu section of our website, michaeltamura.com, or by calling our office at 530-926-2650, and that call goes to far northern California. When we return, we'll continue our exploration of talking to your angels. See you in a couple of minutes. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever transformational incredible information one of the best books i've ever read inspirational a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose that's what readers around the world are saying about you are the answer the award-winning book by michael j tomorrow beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary order your copy now at amazon.com Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. 
And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. We're talking to your angels today and exploring how you can better talk to them and also be more aware of them. You know, this past week has been quite the week, hasn't it, Michael? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. You know, between uh, still coming through this pandemic situation, now we have unrest due to the murder of George Floyd by a white police officer in Minnesota, and all the riots, uh, the righteous riots, uh, well, I shouldn't say righteous because they weren't riots to start with. They were peaceful protests, and um, being a child of the 1950s and growing up in the 1960s and having watched the whole racial unrest uh, unfold through that era, watching this whole thing go on completely broke my heart this week, and I went totally silent on my uh, social sites and kind of went within myself and surrounded myself with my angels because... Um, They were like emotional support angels. It broke my heart to see this going on, especially the counter uh, attack of the uh, groups that came in and and made peaceful protests into riots, which they should never have should never have happened because that wasn't the intention. And so I asked my angels to help me through it personally. And um, then I asked, well, what can I do? You know, I am a white person. I am, you know, in this situation, like the enemy. And my angels just soothed me for a day or two and said, remember, Raphael, you are a spiritual teacher and you can teach. So this morning when I got up, I had a whole uh, inspiration of what I could write on my own Facebook site after a week of silence about this whole situation, uh, which I hope comforts some people and wakes up others. And that's what I like to do is I like to help wake up people and my angels truly helped me with this. So, you know, rather than having an emotional support dog or something like that, um, when this usually doesn't happen to me when, when I am completely shocked by something, usually I sit down, run my energy as we have taught many times on this radio show and I work through it myself, but this one was pretty overwhelming for me. Uh, Go ahead. Okay. And so we'll, show you how you can do this as well and in terms of in the meditation practice is to practice and so then in your everyday life when you're not in meditation you can apply what you practice in your meditation so those of you who'd like to join in and and learn some of this go ahead and find yourself a comfortable chair and sit with both feet flat on the floor Close your eyes and give yourselves a deep breath. Ah, yeah. 
So you're collecting yourself back in to being right here, right now. I'd like you to be aware in the center of your head. This is where you can best connect with yourself as spirit. You can tell as you get into the center of your head more and more that it's, ah, no matter how upset you might be, no matter how much in turmoil the world around you might be, no matter how much intensity you're feeling in a body level, in the center of your head is always total peace, total calm, total quiet. And the center of your head could be as tiny as a point of a needle. But when you get there, the closer you get to that, the more you'll find, oh, there's no change. There's nothing going on. It's quiet. So be in the center of your head. Just be aware. Imagine being in the center of your head. And now imagine creating a giant tree trunk. This is your grounding cord. Giant tree trunk that you're sitting on, and it goes all the way down to the center of the earth. And imagine the tree trunk anchoring in to the very center of the earth, and the other end you're sitting on, and the part you're sitting on just comes back into your body a little bit and connects with your first chakra, your energy center that's right above the tip of your tailbone. And notice what happens when you first connect your grounding cord to the first chakra and to the center of the earth. And just imagine letting go of anything that's really not yours. Any energies, we all tend to do this, and and especially those of us who are much more sensitive, more psychic, tend to pick up a lot of energies that are not ours. And especially in times like now, like Raphael was talking about, there's so much turmoil, so much going on in the world. There's a lot of energy flying around that's not necessarily conducive to one's peace and quiet and joy. So first thing you want to do is ground yourself and let go of anything. And this is very simple because on an energetic level, The only way we hold on to other people's problems and energies is by resisting them, holding on to them in some way, okay? One of the major ways, especially for very capable people, is trying to figure it out and trying to solve it. Intellectually, can't be done. So then you start grabbing onto energies that are not yours, problems that are not yours, and you start holding on to them unconsciously. And then it weighs you down. It makes, you know, you'll experience uh, some sort of suffering, unhappiness and everything, which is not yours. And on top of all that, as long as you hold it, you can't solve it because it's not yours. You didn't create it. So then, oh, you're stuck with it. Can't do anything about it. And then you feel helpless and powerless and all that. So, Just imagine, as you ground yourself, imagine letting go of all that, being aware in the center of your head, and just lightly imagine the earth energy flowing in through your feet chakras at the bottoms of your feet, going through your legs to the first chakra where the grounding is connected, and then imagine the cosmic energy, just from the cosmic, 
the cosmos. Just this very fine golden energy coming in to your crown chakra at the top of your head, flowing down your four back channels and flowing into your first chakra. So then there the cosmic and the earth energies mix in the first chakra and go up the two channels going through the whole body, out the crown chakra like a beautiful golden fountain of energy. So imagine this continuous golden fountain of energy flowing out of the top of your head, out of the crown chakra. Also, as it's flowing up those two channels in the front, it splits off across the shoulders, down the arms, and flows out of your hand chakras in the palms of your hands. Okay. And for a moment, just experience that. Enjoy being in the center of your head, being grounded, and having the earth and cosmic energies flowing through your body. The amount that's flowing from the first chakra all the way through the crown chakra and out of the top of your head is about 85% of it is cosmic and 15% of it is earth energy. You don't need any more than that in the earth energy. It just is a stabilizing force. And as you experience this energy flowing, ah, just let everything be. It's especially difficult when things are in a turmoil in your life or in the world around you to just sit and meditate and let things be. But that's the beginning. If you can't really start to be yourself more fully, what good are you going to do? Because all doing this, all of your creative expression in this world, whatever you do, whatever you say, is based on who you are. So first thing, you have to welcome who you are. You have to validate who you are. You have to give yourself permission to be the spiritual being that you are, the creative being that you are. And the more you can do that, then whatever you start to do in the world will have much more of a positive effect. It will lead to more healing rather than to more division. Now, in this state, ah, would you just think about angels in general? The minute you start to put your attention, awareness on angels, even if you don't know specifically who's what or where's when or anything, just decide, okay, to, in your mind, just decide, say hello to the angels and the angels especially who are around you. And when you do so, just pay attention, no trying or effort in any way, but just relax and experience. You'll start to notice there's a, something starts to happen, some experience, your, what you're experiencing, your awareness, what you're feeling starts to change. Oh, that's because your attention, you're already starting to communicate, being receptive toward your angels. Now, for the purpose of this exercise, would you just ask your main angel, even if you don't know which one is your main angel, just ask your main angel at this point to step forward and stand in front of you. And notice just what you experience, the shift in your awareness and energy, what happens. And as 
as you notice that, would you just now consciously say hello to the angel in front of you? And notice what you experience back. You're not going to necessarily get a hello <laughs> verbally. You might, but it's going to be more of a direct experience. This is how the primary way that angels communicate is through experience. They don't intellectualize anything. They don't you know, think the way we do. They just communicate fully on an experience level. And so this is the beginning of having your communication with your angel. Now you can ask the angel, oh, is there some name I can call you? Because there's a lot of angels. And is there a name I can call you so when I would like to talk to you, I can call on you and see what you get back. And again, don't necessarily wait for a voice, but a knowing. You might get a knowing of some name. And you can confirm that and say, oh, is this something I can call you, this name? And so then you'll get a sense of affirmation or a sense of maybe once in a while you might get a, uh-uh. <laughs> then you can ask again. So give yourself this time to be a child. You know, like you can ask many questions. You can ask for confirmation. You can ask for all, whatever it is that you need to bring about a little more communication for you. The angel has no problem with communicating with you, but you would like to learn to communicate more with your angel. So we're going to do this more uh, in later episodes during this series, but we wanted to get you started in just starting to talk to your angels. So once you do that, thank your angel. Says, okay, the next time we meditate, I'd like to talk to you some more. Imagine a big old gold sun coming in, filling up your whole space, and then just stretch and just bend on over, drain out any excess, and come back up, open your eyes. And thank you, angels. Well, once again, we've reached the end of our show. We're so grateful that you chose to join us today. We welcome you to tune in again next Wednesday for our next episode, Angels or Spirit Guides. Have you ever wondered whether it was an angel or one of your spirit guides that helped you? Find out more about the difference between your angels and spirit guides. And be sure to check out our upcoming teleclass on June 13th, which is a Saturday, Your Inner Voice, How to Communicate with Yourself. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora and all the angels. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. <laughs>